Welcome back, everyone, to MX Asian American. Today we have Melissa. You want to introduce yourself first? Hi, my name is Melissa. Uh, I am Kamai, also known as Cambodian American. Um, I live in Portland, Oregon, specifically on the west side in Hillsboro, Oregon. And uh, thank you for having me on this podcast. <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so we'll get started just a little bit with like your background, like how and where you grew up. Yeah, so I am definitely Portland Northwest native. I've lived here all my life. I'm second generation. Um, and I am also a first time mom with a two and a half year old toddler. And I went to Century High School and studied community health in college at Portland State University. Was there like um, a reason why you chose to study that in college or? Uh, honestly, I felt like um, I got pushed with my parents wanting <laughs> for me to go to the health field like uh -huh. any other Asian. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought I wanted to go into nursing. So I went into pre-nursing at PSU. And my second year, I literally had a breakdown and was like, I am not passing my classes. I don't think I can do this. So I switched to community health. And I just had that mentality, like, I need to finish in four years. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I can talk to my advisor. I was like, if you can, it can switch to community health. You're already doing these credits. Mm -hmm. Why not do this? So I was like, okay, I'll go with it. Went on community health, finished in public health. And after college, I thought I would go into nutrition, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's like, nobody talks about that enough. Just like switching majors and like how normal it is. Like uh, mm -hmm. in college, right? like I'm a senior in college right now. And it's like, almost everyone I talk to, all the underclassmen and upperclassmen is like, they've changed their ma major, like if not once, like multiple times throughout their career, like college career. And it's like so normal. And I feel like people are just so afraid of doing it. Um, and then also like talking about um, graduating in four years, like it's totally not a strict four years. And like, I know also plenty of, because of COVID and everything too, but like so many people took gap years and now it's just like, so I feel like we need to normalize that more, just like taking your time in college. Um, and everybody of course has their own timeline and things like that. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And you said you were going to go into nutrition. Like what was, were you interested in nutrition and like, why was that? And then also like, why did you not end up going in there? Uh, I don't know. I just looked into like, well, what can I do with a community health degree? And at the time I was a little bit into nutrition, like, oh, educating people and like, what's really healthy for you. And I'm all, all about like advocating for health and disparity in communities. And I ended up not going because tuition, the debt mm. really like got to me after college. I still owe college debt now. And, and then also looking for a roommate, I would go to Oregon State University. And that was just very daunting to me. I was like, mm, I don't know. So I got my first job at New Seasons Market, which they do have like a wellness department. So I was like, hey, maybe I can get my foot in the door and start working there at the bakery department and then maybe work myself up and 
work in the wellness department and <laughs> yeah it just ended up I ended up changing my mind and I never yeah went into nutrition for schooling or anything like that and yeah so when did like the idea for um, starting your own business like kind of um, so I definitely after new seasons I did have like a very depressing time in my life for maybe two and a half years in recovery mm -hmm. I had really deep depression I quit new seasons I worked into Intel I didn't like the corporation um, at all I lasted only seven months there I was like man I'm making a lot of money but I am so unhappy and so I quit there too and then I was not working for I think a whole year and then I met my partner um, I had like a big line of credit and then I went on a solo trip to Korea and then six months into my relationship we had a baby together and i was a first-time mom and that was unexpected yeah definitely a lot of whirlwind and then um i was like well i wanted to work part-time i, I at, the, at the time i was doing a lot of self-care and i was like you know what i know what i want like i i know that i want to work at a close job so I picked up a job at a yogurt place and I was like, well, I mean, I'm making minimum wage. I'm not using my degree and I'm a first time mom. She's, she was like four months at the time. And, and uh, I was like, well, what can I do? I know the first year of life is so important. So quality time was important to me. So starting my business, I didn't really have the intention at first. It was more of like a spark of curiosity. Mm. And at the time I was like into zero waste, like changing things at home, like, okay, I don't want to use plastic anymore. Let's start using beeswax wraps. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't use as much toilet paper. I installed a bidet and just kind of like it aligned with my my values. I really was into sustainability, which is kind of funny because when I was at PSU, my freshman year inquiry was sustainability. But at that time, I was not interested at all. Huh. So that was kind of like, oh, that's a full circle there. Mm -hmm. And so I experienced I saw something similar to my product in Seattle. I went with some friends and my partner and my daughter. She was four months at the time. And I was like, hey, this looks kind of cool. We don't have anything like that back home. And so I started doing some research because a lot of boba cups weren't like a big thing at the time. This was like mm -hmm. 2019. I saw something in Canada and nothing here in the U.S. And I was like, hey, let's do something that's actually 100% plastic free because most of the boba cups I saw were like, oh, it still had like a plastic lid. Like, what? What? I mean, it's reusable, but it's like it's still plastic. Mm -hmm. So I went with bamboo lids because um, I really like the aesthetic look of it. It's very yes. boho. It's very personal. Like something that I would personally buy too. Like I don't mm -hmm. want to buy a product or like start a product that like I wouldn't buy myself. You know. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I started doing pre-orders um, January 2020, and I did like six cups. I was like, hey, I have these six cups. I put in my story, and I was like, who is interested? And it was mostly just family and friends. And I started from there, and it picked up four months later. And yeah, and just now I, I was like, oh, okay, like I'll make it into a business. So I signed up for a DBA, which is um, a, a, a business name as for the state and I purchased a Shopify and I was like, I'm just gonna go with it. And two years now, um, here I am. Wow, what an incredible journey. Now like, okay, 
I'm really interested in um so like your bout of depression and like two years in that like what kind of influenced you to go on this like whole solo trip to Korea like was that yeah finding yourself journey or like what was that like uh it was honestly I don't I don't know like I was just so <laughs> lost I wanted I felt I, could, I was so depressed at home like I couldn't get out of bed like mm-hmm. it got that bad and men, mental health is a huge thing and when reaching rock bottom like it was harsh and at the time I think it also entwined with um I did have a DUI at the time so I felt so like um so uh hard on myself I was like oh I'm not an alcoholic and then like why are they making me go into these classes and I felt like I don't know I was just so lost and even my friends told me to and it it took at least two and a half years to recover and I was like you know what let's go to like let's go to uh, Korea because at the time I worked at Intel I saved a lot of money I made a lot and I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna go to Korea like that sounds cool and it sounds safe like I was like, I'm not going to go to like some, some like outrageous country that definitely isn't like super safe. So yeah, I booked a one-way ticket actually. Wow. And uh, I got it on this deal off this website and I was only going to stay for two weeks and I ended up, I ended up staying for six weeks. <laughs> and I was kind of lucky that my partner and he's still my partner now, he did kept in touch with me while I was there and I kept in touch with my family too. Uh, and I did a lot of soul searching. Um, I was still into nutrition at the time. So I did this program where in return of me volunteering for a week, I get a place to stay and they'll like feed me food too. So I think I was testing to be pescatarian at the time. And I also did life coaching while I was in Korea. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I'm just going to spend money on life coaching. Maybe this will help me. And I think I don't regret it at all. Like, I know a lot of like my friends that sound like, why would you go to Korea? Like, you're going by yourself. Like, I was like, I don't know. I just feel this like need to um, take this trip. Mm -hmm. And and I came back like October 2018, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so I definitely learned a lot about myself, that what mm-hmm. I want. I think that's how like my business started too. Like I knew what I wanted. Like I can't do the nine to five. I, I eight hours. Like when I was at Intel, I was working 12 hours. I'm like, how, how can you have like a living? Like you don't even have time. Like by the time I get home, I'm so tired. And I was like, you know what? I'm only, I only want to work four to six hours. I was like, I'll work at this place. And I don't want to commute too far. Like I hear people all the time, like I'm stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. I'm like, no, <laughs> life is so short, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I like, I have so much like respect for you for like doing that because I also like have went through depression and like I mean, it comes back from time to time, but I know how to like pull yourself out of that. And just like you taking the proactive steps to like book that trip and even like get your life coach. I feel like that's already like so much um, to accomplish there. Um, and like mm-hmm. now I'm actually like thinking of a trip for myself. Like I am not <laughs> sure, but Mm-hmm. sometimes I just need to get away from this world and do some introspection um 
Yeah. But so then um, you came back and then your you kind of started your business like not officially, but um, over <laughs> like the Instagram and then like it slowly built up into something more um, official. Um, and then you said you were like into sustainability during the time and that was like kind of where you got your idea. Um, and I'm basically wondering like, why is sustainability important for you? Yeah, um, I don't know when it started to pique my interest in sustainability. Like, I think when I worked at a corporation, I was like, no, I don't like this. I And then I switched to that yogurt place. It was more like a mom and pop shop. So I was like, well, I really like supporting that local community vibe, you know? And I was just making bullet points of what interests me and sustainability, just like helping you know the planet. And at the time, Portland was also doing the, the plastic ban. So no more plastic bags, no more plastic straws. And I think that piqued my interest too. And I was like, hey, you know, bu- bubble tea, like there's so much plastic into account when you purchase bubble tea, like the straw, the, the plastic, whatever top that they have in the cups. So I kind of just meshed that together as an idea, uh, especially since it's unique and it's different. and. Um, so sustainability, I kind of just started from there, just like my own values at home. Like, nope, I don't use plastic wrap anymore. Um, definitely bringing my own reusable bag. Uh, I use shampoo bars now. And I think it's just like to sustain the planet. And I see a lot of video, watch a lot of doc- documentaries about like garbage waste just piling overseas. And it's just traumatizing and that I also was uh during my Korea trip a uh, Korea trip I was trying to be pescatarian mm-hmm. um too I can't do vegan or vegetarian because I love salmon <laughs> oh <my laughs> so just like little things like that um and it it makes me feel empowered so I think that's what sustainability to me means um even with my business I definitely I'm very mindful about packaging, how I ship out. If I can use a local shipping company, I did that for a bit too. For people that live in my area, I will use that resource and kind of just revolve around. (laughs) I feel like it's so great because a lot of like sustainability or like um, ethical, quote unquote, like ethical consumption is like a lot of that is putting responsibility on the consumers to like know what you're purchasing or know et cetera et cetera but like if there are no products out there that are like you know made from sustainable materials etc then like how are like consumers supposed to like be more ethical um so I think it's great that you're doing this from a sustainable sustainability like perspective um I like personally am vegetarian and like let me tell you how much I miss fish and like yeah. see like my sushi oh my gosh yeah oh my goodness I commend you for that like I knew off the bat I couldn't give that up yeah I still yeah. miss it it's, it's yeah um but um I reached out to you initially actually because I saw your comment in Asian Hustle Network uh, about a boba bubble candle and I was like wow this is so interesting (laughs) um mostly because like 
the sand, but also the geometric shape of it was like, I was like, well, I've never seen something like that before. So <laughs> you just like walk me a little bit about like how you envisioned it, how it was planned or created, and then like later became a product. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it around on Instagram, like a lot of inspiration on there. And geometric candles are kind of getting trendy late- lately. And I can I see why. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this bubble candle kind of aligns with my business. And I think after two years doing boba glass jars, I, I, I like tried to do different variations. Like I have like different colored straws. I was like, I have different sizes. I'm like, I'm like kind of bored. Like I kind of want to expand, but like my business name is BBT jars. I'm like, I feel so limited. <laughs> so I was like, oh, bubble candles kind of relate. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's what my ambition, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Bubble candles. And I love candles myself. I love scents and I love self-care. I love like home and wellness. So I was like, hey, so I reached, uh, she, she's, I, I don't make them personally. So she lives around my area. So I was like sustainability that's locally mm-hmm. made. It's soy wax. So mm-hmm. that definitely doesn't, she definitely um, doesn't use any like toxic um, ingredients um, and definitely looks into like natural ingredients to combine it, which I definitely appreciate. And I was like, I kind of want to do like Asian inspired scents. So I'm working with honeydew melon with her, a yuzu citrus scent and a rose lychee scent too. Um, And I honestly, same with my business, same with me going to solo Korea. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind (laughs) of like, well, this kind of sparks. And if it works, it works. Then uh, I don't know. I just kind of go with it. I feel like I'm always like on a whim. Like mm. I started my branding with my logo and then I was like, well, I don't know if I really like this. Is this permanent? I think like the big important thing is like everything is fluid. Things change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, overnight I changed my branding too. So I was like, okay, wow. well, I want bubble candles to have at my markets. I do a lot of pop-ups and that's how I came about. I just was wanting to support someone local and she is, she's also BIPOC. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not Asian American. Um, she is more Latina, but I'm supporting a local BIPOC candle maker. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly integrating other products too. Like I work with another wom- woman owned business um, to make macrame drink carriers for my boba cups. She uses recycled um, cord, uh, macrame cord too. Mm-hmm. So it, I think just like the whole sustainability, local. Um, natural ingredients mm-hmm. as long as it aligns and incorporates with bubble tea <laughs> and that's how it started no I think that's so cool how like not you not only like sustainable I feel like you're also like building your own community or like reaching out to like your local community to get them involved too and I think that's like just so great um mm-hmm. I am, I was going to ask something, but I totally forgot. Oh, I am so excited for the yuzu citrus flavor and the rose lychee, because those are like, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So what what has been uh, um, the hardest part of your journey so far? My hardest part of my journey is being a first-time business owner. I didn't go to business school. So just 
having to do the research and learning the steps. I think the biggest thing is um, definitely product inventory and managing my patience on like if because I work with glass. So when I first started figuring out packaging and making sure I ship out my product properly at that time was so frustrating. I'm like, well, I have to make a box that fits perfectly so the glass doesn't move around too much. And um, also my biggest inventory purchase was um, I think 2020. I bought like 500 jars and having it be delivered safe to my apartment was like a struggle. Like mm-hmm. there's, I had to like count them like each time and take pictures. And I think that's like the, the behind the scenes that like some people don't realize mm-hmm. um, like, Oh, where's my product? Why is there such a delay where there's like underlying things that are out of my control? Mm-hmm. Um, so at the, when I first started my business, I did pre-orders. I was like, okay, one pre-order per month. And I have to always like communicate with my customers and stuff. So I think it's just like the whole um, shortages too. I started my business during the pandemic. Well, like right before the pandemic, I launched. I was like, oh no, no one's going to accept my reusable cups. I think that was a big thing too. Like I want to pitch my idea to Boba Cups, but they're like, well, COVID, like we can't touch cups. I was like, oh, well, (laughs) so I kind of have to like change up like my whole um, like branding and like, Hey, well, you can make at home boba, like boba tea. Like you can make your smoothies at home with your immersion blender or something like that. And just pitching that. And it actually worked, which I was thankfully, cause I was worried. I was like, Oh no. And like, no one wants to buy this. Like I can't take it into any shops, but mm-hmm. I learned that a lot of people are actually really understanding if you just explain to them. Mm-hmm. And since COVID has been around for a while, like I think that's like my next step is like pitching out to like boba cups or boba shops. Yeah, I'm really excited for that too. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, what do you think has been the most rewarding during this process? Uh, Most rewarding has been definitely having a lot of quality time with my family, with my daughter. She's two and a half now. I started when she was four months. I've been with her majority of the time and providing for my family as well. I actually stepped out and am doing this full time since end of October, 2021. So it's been three months since I've been doing my business full time. So I'm very grateful that the possibility of being like an entrepreneur in business is possible to sustain like a, a living. Like I, and I'm, not, I'm not like super lavish. Like I live comfortably mm-hmm. um, and like, I don't have to make like a lot. And I, I'm just glad I made this decision for myself mm-hmm. and for my family too. So I think that's the most rewarding, just quality time, um, making my own hours. I used to work a lot, but at least I, I don't like being like bossed around. So I think that's really rewarding. I'm like, I'm being <laughs> my own boss. <laughs> that's a great yeah. segue because I was just going to ask like a closing question was like how you balanced your time between your, your career and like your family. Cause I know like well, I don't know because I don't personally have a child, but I would imagine it's really hard to raise um, a toddler while you're also like creating this business. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm grateful to have her too, even though it wasn't planned. But um, I like, yeah, when I had her, I instantly moved out of my parents. So I was living with my parents for a while. And um, I think it was also like a toxic thing, just living with my parents. And I knew that like, well, I want my own space too. And that, that helped with my business too. Just having that clear clarity to myself since I'm living away from a toxic environment when I when I was with my parents <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well that is so great and I'm like really excited for the future of BBT jars um so where can the listeners find you online or things like that so I have an Instagram it's um B-B-T-E-A jars also, I have my website, www.bbteajars.com. Awesome. I will link everything in the show notes, too. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, thank you so much, Karen, for uh, having me on here. 